Iburu, Iboya, Ibuchich, everybody in podcast land. Jafer Bawalao, at least I hope so. Omodung, Odileke, coming at you with another great podcast. All right, ladies, gentlemen, aleos, practitioners, babalaos, olorishas, also known as santeros, santeras, ganguleros, paleros. I call on to each and every one of you, pirititas, mediums. This is the podcast that we all need to reflect on. I told you, I warned everyone, real talk means real talk. Podcast is my avenue for real talk. I like to leave the YouTube for instructional podcast, real talk. And I mean that. You know, I reflect on the aspect of the letra de año, right? The new year that came in and and I told I told the world I did. I made a, a YouTube on it. We talked about the letra de año that came out of Miami, the relevance it is in the United States of America. You know, I backed that letra de año up. And I find myself always reflecting back to the letra de año. And I almost find myself, you know, saying, man, but but I told them, right? But, but man, I told everyone they needed to get themselves Organized. I told everyone that this is going to be a year to remember. I told everyone. If you want, just go back to the video and listen to it. But there was something that I really wanted to highlight based on what I've seen from the beginning of the year to now. Even outside of the Letra de Año. Um, has a lot of relations to the Letra de Año. But I think it's just something that we have not been really good at communicating. We have not been really good at just, I guess, adapting, but them needing us just as much as us needing them, right? That's the topic of this podcast, right? It's, it's talked about, let's talk about the aleos in the newly initiated priests and priestesses of this faith. Let's talk about how we are raising them. Let's talk about how we're even initiating them. Let's talk about not necessarily the ceremonies because I think the ceremonies is not the problem. I'm not stuck on the ceremonies. I'm more stuck. Well, I guess I could be stuck on the ceremonies because in certain circumstances, there's a lot of phony people doing a lot of phony things. And we have to be, you know, we got to be truthful about it. We got to be real about it. Right? There's a lot of people doing a lot of garbage. And God knows, I've heard of quite a few situations where I'm like, man, that is not a good thing. But we're not here to call people out. Maybe not this podcast, maybe the next podcast. So if you're one of those people that are just doing some trash, or you're one of those people that are, don't got your stuff together, and I come across or I hear about it, I got no problem diming you out. Because, hey, guess what? At the end of the day, that is my civic duty to my spirituality, my civic duty to Ifa, because that's who I answer to, right, Ifa. But let's talk about that, right? Let's talk about that. Certain things that I think is are important for people to understand is when you come into this faith, 
there was uh there was something that the elders did to us 40 years ago, right? 50 years ago and on. There was no information age and technology was was barely a thing for the public. So we resort we resorted to to going to the botanicas. We resorted to being attached to our spiritual leaders hips, right? Our godfather and godmother. Man, we would run errands for them. We will stay there until they drop a little bit of piece of knowledge where we can just take our pencil and, and write it down. We would memorize the hell out of some things just for the sake of being privileged to receive it. And, and I think that created a certain character of person, right? It just created the ability of you being able to easily identify those who wanted to be part of this and those who were just passing by. And you know what I mean. Those who are just passing by are those that are riding the fad. Oh, I like to wear all these nice collares. I like to wear the more the merrier. You know, I like to be flashy about it. Those people. You know who those people are. Maybe you're one of those people, right? And that's okay. I'm not hating on you. What I am hating on is if you're not willing to put in the work. That is where we begin to see some issues. Because when I say be able to put in some work, right? Everybody has a different level of work. For example, right? If you received your mano de orula and you have your awofaka ikofa, one of the first things you need to learn is the advice that was given to you on day three. That is the principal reason for you to receive your mano de arula. Then you were told who Eshu was, Ogungo Chosi, Osung. They showed you how to properly clean them, right? They told you how to best hold them, attend them, all those beautiful things, right? That was your first step. Learn your Ita, your destiny, where you're going, how you're going. Do your Ebo. Learn to attend the items that you received and move on with your life. Beautiful, 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 beautiful. But here's something that I think is very important and it's very transactional. And I think everyone in a certain fashion is having a hard time. This is why I always say they need us and we need them. This generation is very transactional, right? I give you this, you give me this, but there's no feedback loop. There's no return there's no, um, I don't want to call it humble, but I want to call it something. I want to call it something that allows you to view that it is being cherished. The items that you receive, they're being cherished, they're being honored, they're being respected, and, and, and you're, you're honored to even be part of this new society, this new spiritual development. And I don't think that's happening. Now, Aleyos aside, right? The newly just received Ma Wofaka Iko. Five folks, put them aside. And I would say that that even goes for the Santero Santeros. Santeras, Santeros, hell, Paleros, Ganguleros, Babalaos, right? So, so you're newly initiated, right? Let's put all them together now. Let's talk about this transactional attitude that I'm talking about, right? Hey, I want to receive mano de arula. Okay, 
Give me $2,000. Okay, I'll be right there. Then boom, they pay the person. The person goes through the three-day ceremony, right? You're hearing me, three-day ceremony. And now, for three days, they went through something, saw some things, did some things, heard some things. The spiritual investment is complete. And there's the transactional aspect right there. Again, the feedback loop is what I'm concerned about. Because now that that's over, the journey just began. The journey didn't end. That Babalao has a responsibility. Or that Olorisha or Oba or Oriate has responsibilities. They now initiated a person, whether it be an Aleo, a Iyawo, whether it be a Babalao. Right? You now have a responsibility. You took this person in. So let me ask you this. You took someone in. And most likely they have characteristics of their upbringings. They have characteristics of where their mom and dad taught them some things. The streets has taught them some things. School has taught them some things. Is it consistent with the morals and the values of this spiritual walk? That's that's what I want you to focus on. Is it consistent? So don't be surprised when after you give them these things, now you're getting upset with them. You're you're angry because, you know, they're not being very respectful. They're 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 not, you know, searching out guidance. They're not learning. They're not adhering to to the rules. Hell. Maybe they even dropped off their warriors and their model of Rula said, nah, I'm good. And they kept it moving. Maybe they went and said, you know what? I'm going to go find Jesus. I want to go become a Jehovah Witness. Cool. Maybe, maybe they just were just passing by. It goes back to that concept of just passing by, right? That feedback loop. So, so here's the feedback loop. It all starts from the day they contact you. When that first contact happens, what happened? Did you dissect it or did you just take the money and run? Because we have a responsibility too. No different than them. They threw money at a spiritual um, void and they probably didn't even know what they were getting themselves into. But we sure didn't tell them what they were getting themselves into. Right? We can be guilty of that. They can be guilty for not doing their part. We can be guilty for not doing ours. But ultimately, like I tell everybody, you can only control what you can control. So for all of those aleos out there or practitioners, those who are going to receive their mano de orula, you have a responsibility. If your godparent is not reaching out to you for the things that you know you need to get done, have you reached out? If you decided to go to a spiritual leader and you have a language barrier, or, or a distance barrier. Are you waiting for them to figure it out for you? Or are you taking the initiative to figure it out? Those are the type of things that you need to kind of understand first. And for all the priests and priestesses, investigate the person that you're going to initiate. The person you are bringing into your spiritual house. Do you just let anybody off the street come into your home and sit on your couch and eat your food? 
You let anybody just come into your house and just kind of like, like, like you've known them your whole life. It doesn't work that way. And spirituality is the same way. Just because they knock on your door doesn't mean that you got to invite them in. They knock on your door. You have a duty to assist them spiritually. You have a duty. Maybe that duty is referring them to somebody else. Maybe you're not a good fit. And we need to humble ourselves, the priests and the priestesses. We need to sometimes say, you know what, man, this person is coming in hot and heavy. Attitude, questions everything, wants to know everything. And that doesn't jive with me because I'm very old school and I don't want them to question anything. And I don't want to teach them right away. I want to teach them, you know, through through baby steps. I'm, you know, we just got to be real with, with ourselves. We have to understand who we are in order to know if we are adaptable to this generation. We need them just as much as they need us. But we need to be true to ourselves because then it's just, it's a clash. It doesn't work. Little things like that are important. And while we're on the topic, let's talk about it. What are some of those rules, right? What are some of those rules? We all understand about being honest. We all understand respect. We all understand honesty. We all understand wisdom, truth. Knowledge, understanding, wisdom, truth, integrity, right? Typical ethical and moral societal standards. I think that's fair. I think every priest and priestess should ask that. In addition, I think that it should be known why people are receiving what they're receiving. Yes, everybody is entitled to warriors and mano de arula. I will tell you that to the day I die. And I transition to Orum. And I'm going to still be saying the same thing from the other side. I'm going to be that Egun coming back. And spiritual misas talking about, hey, everybody got to get mano de Orula. Why? Because your Ori came down. You needed to know. You know what I mean? Where you were going, how you were going. And you needed somebody to help you. But there's the key. You needed somebody to help you. You needed a spiritual leader who was going to be there for you. But are you... Going to be the God child that that spiritual leader can help. Are you going to be the God child that that spiritual leader is going to look at and be proud of? Are you going to be that God child that can follow some of these new new ways of living? These new characteristics that, that are being asked of, of you. Can you do that? And spiritual leaders. Are we teaching them? That is the other key. Outside of ethical and moral values and and living like a good person. Let's just call it for what it is. Just being a good person. Are we teaching, right, those simple basic tools? Like I mentioned about those that receive mano de orula. You know your destiny, learn your ita, do your eboses, get your consultations every month, and attend to your warriors every week. If you have a teja, take care of that. If you have a rula, make sure you take a rula down every every month and, and you attend them. You attend them and you take care of them and you build that knowledge base. You learn the orishas. You learn what nature looks like in the eyes of Ifa because now you are walking in the spiritual realm. Better understanding life. Okay, done. Now, now, here is the big one. 
if we are going to bring in priests and priestesses of this generation, we better write a book. We better write a book. I'm just telling you that. Why? Because something as simple is Yahweh, right? Yahweh, right? And I don't mean to talk, and I'm not trying to bash the Olorishas, and I'm not trying to talk about the Oriates. I'm not trying to talk about, I'm just not. I'm just not here to talk about Santero Santeras. But I'm going to tell you that if you are going to go crown somebody, you got that same transactional responsibility as everybody else, right? You can't expect to say, well, you don't need to know that right now because you didn't go through this. And then now they're sitting under the throne and you did things to their head. Now they got to put a wig on or not. Now they got to dress all in white or not. Now they got to go not look in the mirror. They got all these rule sets. They got to understand that they're going to die and come back to life. All those things are important. And I don't mean that literally with the death and the life. Not in a physical sense, but in a spiritual sense. Oh, you're going to die and you will be brought back. Because then... We don't even recognize you as your name. That's the weird part. People just don't understand that. For all my Bawalaos out there, look at the old doom. Oye kung ika. The ceremony of the Iyawo. They die spiritually and come back a new person. The reason why we don't even call them by their name. They're called Iyawo. Because that's how we refer to them. That's how the spiritual world looks at them. They don't know them anymore by their name. The name they were born in this world is, is no longer non-invoid, stamped, rejected, done. That chapter is closed. New chapter. Iyawo chapter. But what's an Iyawo? What's an Iyawo? And I will tell you this. And, 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 and I'm going to get back to Iyawo. But I'm going to tell you this. Because I think it applies to all of them, anybody, anybody who receives anything, anybody who comes to a babalao, santero, santera, balero, what does it matter? Remove the phrase from your head, I know. I think nothing frustrates the elders <laughs> more than the word, the two words, I know. I'm telling you, I've seen it with my eyes, how many elders would, would almost, you would almost, you might as well just put the last nail in your own coffin with the word I and the word no. Put them together. I know, forget it. They, you will lose all respect and credibility because you just lost an opportunity to learn something because you felt you needed to tell someone you know. This is the reason why we say humble yourself. This goes for everybody. Everybody, even the old priests and priestesses, even you need to humble yourself, right? All, with all due respect, think about it. But let's get back to Iyawo. Let's get back to Iyawo because I think this is a very interesting topic. So when we look at the, the Odun Oyekun God, we talk about the Iyawo's ability to, to kind of come back into this world and known as an Iyawo. Right, and that's where the first rule comes in. We no longer refer to them by their name, and that's something that we need to take with us, and we need to understand, and we need to enforce. Rule number one: Iyawos, you are an Iyawo. All right, because you are in the process called 
Yawurahe. Now, we go into the Odum, Abalaos. Go into Odika. Odika. This is where you were white for a whole year. Right? And you have to be presented to a tambol. You have to wear white for a whole year and be presented in a tambol. Mandatory requirements, right? They have to know this. If they don't know this, but you haven't told them, don't be mad when they don't do this. Does that make sense? I am in the school and the mindset that at ultimately at the end of the day, the things that that Iyawo does is a reflection of the godparents, the reflection of you if you are that godparent. So therefore, you might as well take time and effort to teach. Take time and effort to reinforce or enforce the rules and allow them that if they're going to make the mistake, that they at least understood that you told them. Because this goes back to the beginning. This goes back to you never vetted them to begin with. But when they walked into your door with that two grand from Arula or that 20 grand to go get crowned. Or that 25000 to go do Ifa. Or whatever this price is nowadays. Whatever this price is nowadays. Depending on the house. Depending on the lineage. Doesn't matter. Were you more concerned about the investment monetary or the investment spiritually? Uh-oh. And that goes for both. The person that's getting initiated and the person that's going to do the initiation. Equally responsible. No one gets off the hook there. And I tell you this. Awaolofing looks down and says, hmm, let's see what my son and daughter are going to do. And I think that's something that you have to reflect on. Man, that's something you got to reflect on. Now, what are some of these rules? What are some of these other rules? Right, that I think are important to understand. We talk about respect and obedience, right? The Iawo has to show respect and obedience to her family, to her spouse, to the elders of the community. If you don't understand how important respect is for elder and family in this faith, man, you are in the wrong business. You do not know what you're getting yourself into. There is so much to respect and obedience that meets the eye. And I get it. There's some stigma around that word obedience, right? Nobody wants to be told how I got to do something, when I got to do it, especially a Generation Z or someone that was born in the last 10 years. Forget it. You're going to look at me like I'm crazy, but just, you know, take the word for what it is. You have to learn how to dress. You got to have a, a modesty to you. Right, you have to understand that clothing has to be worn certain ways. Your beads have to be worn in a certain way. Your beads have to be even put on a certain way. Your shoulders got to be covered if you're a woman. Guys, put your pants on. I'm going to tell you right now. I grew up in a school of thoughts. Guys, you should have a belt and pants on at all times and you better have a white shirt and a white hat on. All the time. That's for Yahweh and that's for Bawa Laos. I'm just telling you, telling you for what it is. 
You should never, ever, in Yawaraje, you cannot go to public events. You can't be in the club. You can't be in the bars. You can't be partying it up. You just can't do that. You can't, 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 can't. I don't know how much I need to do that. How much I need to say that. Man, if you don't believe me, you were, you died and came back spiritually. That means that your aura, your spirit, your energy is, is, is fresh, it's pure. And you're taking that short period of time, that year, before you can complete all your rituals, your three-month bowls, your one year of the tambor in the room of, of, of Santo or Igbaocha, whatever you want to call it, and all these little rules in between, right? You are taking all of that. And that process, again, we talk about this foundation, the foundation of a house, people, the most important piece. Don't mess this up. Iyawos, don't mess this up, please. Stay away from all that stuff, right? Those public events and gatherings uh, in the early stages is no, no bueno, no bueno, bad, bad for business. You can't participate in any rituals. You're an Iyawo. You know, you are a symbol. You sit on your throne and you don't worry about nothing. You allow everyone else to kind of do all the dirty work because your dirty work is coming. Don't you worry. You're going to be you're going to be ripping herbs in no time and cleaning floors in no time. Don't you worry. You're going to learn all the ins and outs just like everyone did. Don't be in such a rush. Try to stay away from all rituals. Learning, learning is important. But it's what you learn, right? It's it's learning how to integrate in this new lifestyle that you have. Learning how to integrate these new rules in Yawaraje, that's important. You don't need to go learn Delegung or learn anything crazy. No, no, that's not the point. That's not the point. The point of your first year is to adapt to this new way of life. These new characteristics, these new attributes, these, these expectations of you that are going to be there. Because... If everything is done right, you're going to have a lot of support from the elders. You're going to have a lot of support and guidance throughout your time. You're going to have mentors that are going to help navigate you through the challenges of life. And more importantly, you're not going to be in it alone. If we do it right, you're, you're joining a family of inclusive, beautiful, just just spiritual alignment, right? Just spiritual alignment. Come on, Iyawos, you can do it for me. You can do it for me. And, and remember, when it comes down to respect, remember that the Ache that your godparents gave you, you don't understand that they are chipping away at their very own life force in order to bring you into this world. Now, Priest or priestesses, I don't know how you were raised, but that's how it is. Every time you bring a new priest and priestess into this world, you are stuck with a responsibility and a little bit of your life force is going into that he or she, is going into that process. You are chipping away at your life. And if you're not careful, you don't know how to replenish that life. You're not taking care of yourself. You have bad habits. I'm sorry for all my elders out there. I love you guys. But you're chipping away and you are your own demise. And not only that, 
the one that can save you, or the dua, or lofi, they're watching you and they're looking at your character. And if you are just a terrible leader, a terrible, um, you know, at, at, at performing the functions that you said you were going to perform after you, you, you did a, a ritual, right? To say that, Hey, I'm going to lift this person up and I'm going to bring them in the fold and you're just bad at it. Don't think you're not going to be judged by those actions. I'm just going to share that with you because that's part of the universal laws. That is part of what issue will enforce. And who's Eshu? And, and where does Eshu sit? In the table of all the Osolbos and Ides. And it's going to be Eshu. The one that's going to dish out that first one. That's called Arum. And you're going to start to get sick. And you're going to start to wonder why. Focus on yourself. Do right. I'm just telling you. Do right. And for the Iyawo or the new Libabalaos or the new Aleos. Love your godparents. Because they're loving you with their life. Right? Call them from time to time. Say hello. How are you? Don't just call them when your coyal breaks or when you need a consulta. No, 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 no. Call them. Hey, padrino, madrina, how are you? Just checking up on you, seeing how you're doing. This is literally your mother and father now. All right? The ones that physically made you when they were doing, you know, the horizontal, you know, again, all intimate and et cetera, et cetera. Hey, listen. They did their part. Now you have other parents and you need to do their part. Love them the same way. Love them the same way. And if you don't love your parents like that, I don't know what to tell you. Love your spiritual godparents the way you know right looks like. Now, now, we talked about a lot now. But now I want to dig into the Babalaos. Babalaos, here's what I'm going to get into you. I am going to go in on you. Sorry, but this is the way it is. I don't want to talk a lot about Ocha. Why? Because I'm not, I'm not a Santero Santero. I'm a Babalao. I won't And Omoodum. That means I take that seriously. I say that with pride. I don't say that with a title that I'm trying to flash around. Nah. No, 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 no. I'm going to tell you how it is. Babalaos, you have a responsibility the moment you came out of that room of Ifa. You lifted Ifa up, or you had somebody lift Ifa up, and you are now in a relationship, and you are now in the passenger side, and the driver, Orumila. Wisdom. The Ileri Epin. The witness to creation. And, and when that person drives, that divinity, that energy is driving, you're listening, and you're going to go on that ride. That means that you gotta you gotta buckle up, buttercup. And not only that, you are also in an adjustment phase in life. And guess what? When you get out of room of Ifa, I'm gonna be the first one to tell you that my standard is you need to receive cochillo. You need to get your ceremony done ASAP before or right on, better yet, at your first year. Yaborajes, they're all in Y. In the Iyawos, they're all in Y. They get out their first their first year. They go into the room of Ocha. They do Atambos. They do all this other stuff. You know what you're going to be doing? You need to receive your knife ceremony. You need to do a tambor to Orumila. And you need to start tackling life. 
because babalaos are tigers. All right, we have our claws and our claws are not used for manicures. Our claws are used to work. We are in many different circles. You'll hear people call Bawalao's bandits, Bawalao's this, Bawalao's that. And believe, believe it or not, a lot of that is true. But we come with value and ethics. Here it is. Here it is. Mentorship and apprenticeship is my first rule for a new Bawalao. You becoming a Bawalao, your job is to be qualified, to be experienced, so that you can serve as a mentor. This, this, this is not a, let me take a, a ride in the back seat. No, you're in the front seat. You're on the passenger side. And Arumila is driving and talking to you. And you're navigating. And he is driving to that destination that you're going to navigate to. And if he doesn't like it, he's probably going to make a left instead of a right. Because that's what Arumila does. But you will become a mentor. You will learn your trade. You will study. You will memorize. You will learn a lot of the patakis, the sacred nature of things, the meaning and interpretation of life as we see it. The universe has a lot to offer and a lot to say, and you are that conduit of information. Ritual purity, all right? Ritual purity. Here's the other piece of that. A lot of a lot of Bawalaos forget that. You can't, you know, you can't have intimate relationships. You can't have distractions on the mind when you're doing certain things. You have to have a certain purity about you when you are performing these ceremonies. You are responsible for that. You are responsible for that ritual purity. Bawalaos must maintain a state of ritual purity. I keep telling people that. I don't care what you do on your own time. But once you became a Bawalao, you entered the world that you can't turn back from. And you better understand where you're going and how you're going. And you better understand if what you're doing is permitted or not. That's important. That's why you need to have a strong spiritual leader. So those Bawalaos who are bringing in new Bawalaos, I hate to tell you, you got your work cut out for you because Bawalaos have a lot of responsibility. Divination. Divination. Right? We talked a little bit about study and memorization. Divination, just learning how to perform divinations with the echolis is a, a, uh, a feat on its own. And then I'm going to tell you to learn how to do it with the, with the inquines, which are the palm nuts, right? Then I'm going to tell you to learn how to throw OB. And, and when you throw OB a bone, okay, I don't want to hear this is a yes, this is a no. No, there is more to it. Stop it. Just stop it right there. A lot more to it. Then I want you to learn all the initiations that Baba Laos have to do because it's just not one. It's just not two. It's just not three. There is a lot of initiations Baba Laos have to do. You can't call yourself a father of secrets and, and you only know a couple of cliff notes. And what about the oath of secrecy? Can you keep your mouth shut? Can you? That's the question. Because in a room of Ifa, we're gonna teach you some things. We're gonna show you some things, and we're gonna we're gonna depict some things that tell you why secrecy is important and why it's expected. 
that the knowledge of Ifa stays sacred and confidential. Sharing certain information is bad. Bad, bad juju. You confuse the world. You confuse society. This community is confused already. So Bawalaos, new Bawalaos, figure out your life. Service to community, Bawalaos. If you are a plague to community, if you are going to become a Bawalao and you still have not figured out how and where is your place in community, if community leaders or, or people in your neighborhood can't depend on you because you are that, you are what they look at as a, a just a bad person or, or someone that they will be nervous to have their children even come nearby, you are already portraying the stereotype that people that have offenses or, or are against this faith. You're feeding into that. And that's bad. Bawalaos, I hold you to a high standard. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I told you I was going to get on you. I told you I was going to get on you. Right? If you don't think you're up for it, then there you go. I just gave you a list of things that I think you should be doing. That I think that is important for you to remember. That I think is important for you. If you're not ready for it, don't step into it. It's just that simple. Just that simple. Simple. But with that said, I think it, this this podcast was needed. I think this podcast was a refresher. I think this podcast people needed to hear. And I love you guys all. I really do. Every single one of you that tune in, that support me on YouTube, support me on this podcast. With that said, short and sweet and to the point. Iburu, Iboya, Ibusheshe.